0: Temp check. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Righto. Today's podcast guest is Mr. Harold Bink. Don't know if your name is actually Harold, but we're going to run with that. Can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Um, what's happening, mate? Just living that goldy lifestyle.
1: Yeah, just, uh, I just actually rolled in from the compound, sweating my butt off. Um, couldn't even see where I was going because so much sweat was like going into my eyes and that, but, um, yeah, just been training, riding and trying to stay out of trouble. It's just been Christmas holiday. So working off all that Christmas food and stuff.
0: Yeah. You've got a bit of a fitstagram going.
1: Fitstagram. That's pretty much all I do. I've been enjoying training more than I do riding lately um that's pretty much just my thing now i just do push-ups every day
0: (laughs) have you always been super into fitness or was it because when you started riding you're like fuck i need to actually throw this thing around
1: um as far as riding freestyle motocross you don't need to be fit one bit to do it um i think it's more just to know how like get being fit you can crash and just take hits and you sort of bounce and you can get back up um, I used to not be fit when I was doing freestyle and I broke my right leg twice, smashed my right heel, broke my left leg um, once and then smashed on my wrist and I've had, I, had a, I dislocated my shoulder eight times. Um, I had a fair few injuries and then ever since I've been really taking my fitness seriously, I've had, a, I've had um, probably like six really bad crashes and I haven't broken a bone since or dislocated my shoulder.
0: Does fitness come pretty easy to you? Because you're pretty fucking jacked, really. <laughs> like, but just genetically, you know what I mean? Like some dudes can work out for ages and they, they won't look like you look. But you know what I mean? Like, did it sort of come kind of natural or I easy? Think,
1: I think it just comes with um, all the beer drinking outside of it. <laughs> just
0: heaps of carbs. Nah,
1: um, yeah. As far as training goes, we do some really high-intensive um, training. We, we'll do an hour of just an hour circuit straight. So um a really popular workout we do is called the 1,000, and it's got 10 push-ups, 10 pull-ups, 10 leg lunges, squats, just all these um, body weight stuff. And you do 10 sets of 10 reps, 10 laps, and, uh, and time yourself and see how fast you can do it. Um, the first time I did it, it took me an hour and 10 minutes. No shit. And then I got my time down to the fastest time I've ever done it was 26 minutes
0: fuck that's a pretty drastic improvement
1: yeah so it's um pretty high intensity of workout stuff but i i think um i being, living on the gold coast it's a pretty fun lifestyle yeah and, um to going to a fitness class is like socializing me with like with me mates if um i try and socialize with my mates outside of fitness we just end up drinking beers so i try and um go to fitness classes and that's how i socialize with my
0: friends is it cool to then like to be with a group of dudes that because you, you know like you get those people that do like oh new year's resolution i'm going to cut out this i'm going to cut out that i'm going to cut out this and i'm going to start exercising and you go from like a fat piece of shit over christmas and just eating whatever you want no exercise drinking and then just go straight into like cutting the cord and then going hardcore fitness and then everyone drops it so is that like part of the sustainability for you is that you just all your mates that you train with are all drinking beers as well, so it's like pretty relaxed. And it does it make it easy to actually just keep doing it all the time?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, anyone that says oh, I've got a new, new me resolutions. Posting motivational quotes or whatever I sort of laugh At those people
0: Yeah like who are you Trying to convince it's me like, Or you Yeah
1: yeah It's like what are you doing Like go home What are you doing Just if you're gonna do it Do it Like stop talking about it Just do
0: some push ups
1: <laughs> Do something But no, um, I find the biggest thing um, I've never be, I've never dieted Ever My whole life um, I actually did a fitness class This morning At um, Ever's training And they're talking about Calories the whole time and I was like, What are calories? I don't know. <laughs> so, nah, nah, as far as um, watching what you eat and um partying on the weekend or whatever it is, I don't um I don't follow by any of that stuff. I just make sure I don't skip a training session whether everything however however like hungover, over you are. Yeah, hungover. Yeah, no yeah. matter what it is, I just will make sure I don't skip it. And if you can follow that routine, it's pretty easy and you can pre- get a pretty good balance of lifestyle out of that. You get the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah, and you're not like Because anytime you restrict anything completely, like people always want what they can't have. Yeah. So if you're going, oh, I'd love to eat a fucking Milo ice cream right now, but I can't, then it's <laughs> like, what are you going to want to eat? All you're going to want to eat is a Milo ice cream. Yeah, and but then you're like going to you... rebel and have 10 of them. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, that that sort of lifestyle. So I'm actually trying to do a bit of that at the moment. It's just <laughs> like, just go for it, but just do something every day.
1: Yeah, it probably um, helps that I only hit puberty last week, so my metabolism's still going like a racehorse.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, some people have just predisposed genetics to be fit like maddie's had a six pack his whole life yeah i say it all the time but it's like it's fucking yeah. shits me like we're awesome. only 18 months apart <laughs> and he's just like forever just had a six pack so some people it comes easier to that's why i was curious if it's like yeah, the case definitely. where you were like a little fat kid or that's like now you've got fit or you've just always been like but yeah. i feel like a dude with as much energy across the board as you have like, you're not going to be fat just because, you like, putting you inside for 20 minutes would be a death sentence to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely hate sitting still, that's for sure.
0: Pull this a bit closer. Yeah. Because that, that arm can just move however you want it to, you know. Sweet. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah, just threw me off my try. It's a crazy time to be alive. Like yeah, we've Yeah, uh, so pretty much last year I had
1: 231 days away from home. Um, traveling, just being on tour. And then that was, that was away from home. I reckon 200 of those days were out of the country. Yeah. And, um, we spent like, I spent four months living in America on an American tour, Nitro Circus tour. Um, we toured like Japan, um, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa. Um, yeah, America, we did heaps of different places. And, going so crazy just going from place to place and then when i was at home i was still doing other things whether for i did a spartans tv show not that long ago and um it was just a total what was that about it was, was that a,
0: like that american ninja warrior style thing
1: yeah correct it actually doesn't come out until the until april this year so um i signed a lot of contracts saying that i'm not yeah, allowed like to talk. yeah that i'm not allowed to talk about it but um pretty much it comes out in um april this this year but it was something really different jackson strong josh sheen and myself um we basically tackled an obstacle course as a team and it was um something different but we we enjoyed it um but yeah just going from all different events um last year was crazy i sort of wasn't in the same state or country for longer than four or five days last year so to have, I've just had the last month at home, and it's just like I'm you don't re, know what to do, yeah, you? I'm relearning how to live, how to do everything, and um, how to go. Like it's, I feel down a lot of the days, and I'm like, oh, why don't I don't feel so like down, bored or whatever it is, but then. I'm just trying to train my brain. Oh no, that's how, like that this is, is how is, yeah, yeah, that's how normal life is. And I' uh, trying to get in a rhythm again is pretty hard, but it's also heaps of fun and it's cool to catch up with all your mates and get in a rhythm of uh, living at home
0: in Burley. Yeah, because that's like, um, how how long have you been doing the travel thing for? Because I've been traveling for since well, I mean, probably since like 2008. So it's like 10 years that I've been like traveling's been my normal and i'm at a point now where i'm like fucking give me something mm-hmm. normal like just staying here even like sleeping on maddie's couch is just i love that now because it's like i'm in burley for a you know, yeah like a week so it's like I'm, I'm starting to crave that but you haven't sort of been doing this whole travel thing for that long have you so to you like do you you're still craving that shit
1: yeah it's um still like i'm still trying to get used to it all um I do throw off being away, living the party life. After every Nitro Circus show, they throw an after-party, bar tabs, everything. So it gets pretty wild. Everyone always asks me, what's it like being on Nitro Circus tour? Um yeah, I could lie to you and give you the bluff answer, but the honest truth is like going on a Bucks party for a couple months at a time. So um, it can get pretty wild, but then the only difference is you're on this crazy Bucks party, but then you wake up some mornings and it's show day and you have to do your job and pull your head in and, and do, what we do, do what we know how to do. But um, I've been on Nitro Circus for three years now. Um, doing it full time and it's um yeah it's pretty full on it's um it definitely everything I ever dreamed for as a kid yeah so the old saying be careful what you wish for it um that definitely slapped me in the face because it's real now and it um I love every bit of it and I'm very grateful for it but um yeah as far as um knowing what i want i never know what i want i just go with it and um i just know that as a kid i dreamed of being a freestyle motocross rider so um yeah i'm just sort of just do everything i can to slave away at that each day and
0: keep living the dream so you're probably like the first generation of kids because how old are you 23 yeah so you're a kid that was like how old would you have been when the first Nitro came out? Or like when you start, you probably would have only been like six or seven, eh?
1: Yeah, correct. Um, the first Nitro Circus um, came out, I think the first show they ever did was in 2006. And I was in, was it 2006? sorry i sorry the the tv episodes were like out when yeah i was still in primary school yeah so to watch all like the travis australia and all that stuff i'd i made sure like my um grandparents had voxtel and
0: so they're like recorded. yeah i pre-recorded
1: every single nitro circus episode and i'd watch every episode like five times and then every dvd that come out i'd get it for christmas on my birthday or beg my parents for it and um i'd watch them all at least 12 times and yeah then I'd be out in the backyard trying to make my own jumps and trying to make my own Nitro Circus DVDs and running around with my dad's video camera and stuff. And then, um, like, as a kid um, or whatever, like, people would ask you fu- funny, random questions. If you could um, meet or be anyone in yeah. the world, who would it be? And I always said, Travis Pastrana, thinking that I would never meet the guy. Yeah. So to um, as a young kid, to be um, hanging out with him and going to stay at his house, traveling the world with him, it just feels so... Un, like it just doesn't even feel real it just yeah. feels like I'm living in a fairy tale and it's just like a dream and then um, but it's it's so hard every day I'm riding or whatever I'm doing I'm just thinking man I'm riding with Travis for today and it's it really is something and it's uh, definitely pushes you as well
0: You know the best thing about that is so I was in a similar position of, growing up and I always wanted to be a motocross rider and I was never good enough and I knew I wasn't ever going to be a motocross rider and then that's what led me into like the whole filming thing and because I knew like all I wanted to do was motocross and I was like well if I can film motocross I'll be at tracks and I can take my bike and I can just ride and then I can like meet these dudes that I always looked up to and then you get for me that came true and I ended up going to the states and doing the whole thing and living over there and I met I've met everyone And some of them are just fucking idiots. And Travis is the exact opposite. So I met all these dudes that I looked up to and like half of them were knobs, right? And I was so gutted, man, like dudes that I had posters on my wall. And then they were just complete wankers. And then there was the guys like Carmichael was just a legend. Wyndham's a legend. And then Travis was just, I was so nervous. DC asked me to film Travis at like, I think it was the first ever Nitro they ever did in well, the first tour, anyway, was in Wollongong. And DC's like, hey, I know you're in Oz. Can you go film? And I was like, fuck. I don't want to ruin this, dude. Because, like, me and Maddie had just watched Nitro Circus flat out as well. We had every DVD, Revelation 199. And I was like, man, I've tainted so many dudes that I spent my life looking up to. Please don't let Travis be one of those dudes. Yeah. The guy is hands down one of the best people on oh, planet earth
1: yeah exactly um how yeah, you couldn't describe it any better he has got every he ticks every box i don't even know how he's human i don't even know it's like he's just a robot that it, pleases it's like a everyone cartoon character. yeah it is and he exists it's weird but um he, even like living at his house from the day the first day i met him um as a i was I think i was like 14 or 15 years old as i actually got vip tickets and i went backstage and i got to meet him at their first um ever nitro circus tour they did in australia um and i I got to meet him backstage and he was all jippity like hey i'm travis yeah 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 and then um and then still to and then since then i've been on tours with him i've stayed at his house i've um went on days with him and his family i've done everything you could yep. think of with this not everything but i've done i've <laughs> <laughs> had this guy a fair bit and he hasn't changed one nah. minute as a person from how he represents himself to the public or to his mates or whatever it is he just has all the time in the world i've been with him when he's um had a crush in the show he can barely walk yep. he's trying to get back he's grumpy he's tired whatever and then these, uh, there was, like, 20 kids that come up to him from, like, some around the corner of somewhere when we're in South Africa, and he took the time and he was sat there for nearly an hour signing posters, doing everything yeah. for these kids. And um, I don't think any other human being ha- would have enough time in their day to do what he does.
0: And it's, yeah, that word, genuine, because there's a lot of people that, and yeah. some of those kind of dudes I mentioned before, they'll put on that face of, like, I'm this nice family guy, I'm this dude, I'm this dude. But really, as soon as the cameras are off, the guy just turns into, like, yeah. he's just a dick.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, then,
0: and like, that's all good, man. You can like, do that. Yeah. But Travis is one of those dudes that is crazy legit, like, just a constant across the board, like, he's that dude all the time.
1: Yeah, so uh, everyone that does their Instagrams or whatever they do in life, if, if the camera's put in front of them, get, you're probably going to get, five times out more out of the person that you yeah. would soon as cameras go away with travis you actually get an even more awesome guy behind the cameras yeah. it's ridiculous as cool as you think he is on tv he's 10 times cooler behind the cameras which is really rare in a person because uh usually people are just trying to look good in front of cameras and do whatever they do but um yeah that dude is not guy behind the cameras
0: he mentioned uh because I, I don't know if you remember but I actually filmed with you and a couple of the boys at with Alan Hardy that day. Yeah, yeah, and that was um, the first up time at I'd
1: Clinton Moore's house.
0: No, that was a, wasn't it Marshall's place? No,
1: nah, Clinton Moore. That was um up at Bundaberg.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. It was um it was at Robbie's. I'm pretty sure. And we did like a oh, Milwaukee. Oh yeah, yeah, that and one. And I had the slow motion gotcha, camera there. Gotcha, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, the, so that was
1: for the Milwaukee clip. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: and I'd never heard of you. Yeah. and then we're like doing this stuff and i'm i'm just filming like whatever alan said and then you just start doing these like rock solid backflips and i was like fuck off like i'm out of freestyle touch like i don't really follow it and i was like i didn't know that was even a thing so like I just randomly meet you and then that shit went down and up like i was blown away by it and then yeah so that trip i was um your name come up like just in conversation and um i said to trav i was like oh i I actually filmed with harry like a while ago and i had you know doing the slow motion shit with him and he's like i fucking love that kid and like he said that he says that about you and dusty are like just you're so high up there on on his list and i just thought that was super rad because like you haven't been doing it long you know what i mean and to earn the respect of that dude that heavy to where he's like going out of his way talking about you unprompted I was like, yeah, Harry Harry must be pretty legit.
1: Yeah, that feels pretty weird, him saying that, especially, yeah, because I did grow up watching him thinking I'd never meet him. Yeah. But I think a lot of that comes down to um, just, I think Trav loves any yes men's. <laughs> if he gets, yeah. puts a dare, puts a bet, puts anything on the table, if you do it, he, you're going to be his favorite kind of guy. Well, and um, he throws some ridiculously gnarly challenges at you
0: yeah Definitely. well like that day that we were doing two straight week dusty had never flipped the big bike before oh wow never done a, a oh. flip right so then i said to travis i was like wait do you think that you could do a mini flip off one of these things like we were filming this red bull clip and it was he was in a hawaiian shirt shorts some old school knee pads and boots and that was it and he was just cruising around Fuck, I'm, i can't remember the name of the track but it's like an old school famous florida track he used to race as a kid and um he was sending it around the track and then we're like dude we should try and get some freestyle style shit in this do a mini flip he's like i'll do a mini flip if dusty does a mini flip and dusty was like and tara's like fuck that he's not doing that and then uh, dusty was like "Line it up i've got the footage on my laptop dude i'll show you we'll put it on the we'll actually put it on the podcast but yeah dude true to his word dusty just sat it took him a couple goes like or in ridiculous. terms of like running up to the lip, and yeah. dude, it's sketchy. Like, I'll show you, it's, it's pretty legit. So, Trav goes and says, This is what you got to do. Does a mini flip, and it was just off the side of a sand jump, man. We just like, yeah, yeah. like made it with our foot, our feet. And then Dusty just goes, You're hot. And he ended up like 30 feet in the air, dude, and dude. landed it completely perfect. Oh my god, but like, like you're saying about yes, man, that's uh, why I think that's why I likes you and Dusty so much is because yeah, this is like yeah, challenge accepted.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mini flips scare the hell out of me. I've uh, I've attempted six and I've landed three of the six. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, um, mini flips.
0: Uh, What's de- hard about them? Is it just because um, it's so much acceleration?
1: Yeah, there's a split second where you have to power. And like what you said, Dusty went really high and long. Yeah. Um, you can, if you power the... Tiny spit too early it will g you out and you won't rotate at all and you'll just land on your head oh. so there's there's uh there's a lot to there's not a lot too many flips you just it's really crucial that you power in the right spot and it's just in that split second and um yeah that's pretty gnarly to think dusty did one but on
0: a rm250 yeah
1: that's that's gnarly just sent it that's yeah that's sandy i've actually landed on my head three times trying a mini flip but the first three i did i landed. And then no, I landed one, crashed one, landed one, yeah, crashed one. Just did the odd, the even.
0: <laughs> I wonder if Dusty's ever done one again.
1: Yeah, I doubt he would have. He, he's like he probably claimed it. Yep, done it. Don't need to do it.
0: It was like, and he's so modest too. Like yeah. he's not a dude that's like, fuck yeah. Like oh. he just rode off. Like everyone jumped all over him like nitro style, but he was just like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, he does the most gnarly stuff in the show. He um, one of the things he does, he has no shirt on. Flip um like flippers, swimming flippers, boardies, and he oh, goes on down on a boogie board, on his belly, down the Giganta ramp, hits a jump, makes the boogie board do a 360, and then lands on his feet on the boogie board and rides away. And it's just like he doesn't he does it without a shirt on, like just nothing. And if he comes off, that Rezi is just gonna eat him up alive, yeah. and he just does it and he claims it. He's like, Yup. and and then everyone just loses it and then he's just just super modest dude just claiming it yeah
0: he's (laughs) such a chiller eh? like if if you said to me like like if Tara bought out Dusty and you were just going on like a double date with them and you're like hey this is Dusty he works at an accounting firm yeah you'd be like yeah, okay, I can see it. Like, he just doesn't have any, like, big, like, over-the-top kind of... You know what I mean? Tara's
1: always calling him a pussy, calling him out, let go drink, let go drink. Oh, dude. Yeah, she, she's pretty wild.
0: She's a she's a health hazard. I think
1: she has bigger muscles than him as well.
0: Oh, she's a unit, eh?
1: <laughs> Um, We had a competition, I think it was a, how fast you do 100 push-ups, and she, she beat... She'd
0: win everyone. Yeah, she beat all of us. <laughs> when we did the... So we did the Don Johnson lap. So the sit down, it's like, you just have to hold it flat and you go throughout the the buoys. And yeah, you have to drink the, have a drink and then that gets you a lap. And she put on a unicorn mask that you could barely see out of. And maybe this was on the stand-up. And she, anyway, she smoked Travis. And Travis was pissed, dude. (laughs) Like fully pissed wouldn't get out of the water and everyone's like dude it's over it's over you can't beat her and like the style she had she had like an open hawaiian t-shirt and just like this unicorn helmet on and was just throwing down like nobody could touch her
1: that's ridiculous she's such a boy and just yeah, send she's, her. Yeah, she's so she'll gnarly. claim it as well. She'll just claim it.
0: Oh yeah, she'll make you. She'll make you realize that you suck.
1: Yeah, she's called me a pussy a number of times. Definitely.
0: Uh, you probably earned it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was probably. Yeah, she probably outdid me on that one. Uh, we've done heaps of drinking games, and she's won so many times.
0: She's just uh Obviously, there's a lot of talent there, but she's just one of those people that just has like that gnarly mental edge you know what i mean like she lives on the fact that she's mentally like she could be a navy seal like yeah. she's that you know what i mean like and that kind of ad- attitude and dusty married her <laughs> I know. Like, she did she marry dusty, or dusty yeah marry her?
1: i think i think um <laughs> she
0: might have dropped a knee to him for sure oh that's so classic <laughs> definitely so i was saying before like it's a fucking crazy time to be alive because like a, a hypo <laughs> kid like you gets paid to just be fucking out of control which is like if you didn't have nitro because you'd be out of control in what like you're yeah. just a ball of energy
1: i don't know um i don't know if it's a good or a bad thing but um yeah i'm um, yeah it's it is a really fun life um
0: but it's this almost opportunity, too fun <laughs> this opportunity wasn't available like if you were 30 years like born 30 years previously like there's no nitro circus, there's no like evil can evil, yeah. Like, but where does that? Where would that energy go without it? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah,
1: I, I think the same thing. I grew up in Canberra, and um, I was uh, I was always running amuck in Canberra, getting up to mischief, um, doing some pretty wild things, and I really always really wanted to be a professional freestyle rider um i never hit a freestyle or i never started freestyle until i was 17 years old um i was just trying to i was doing my carpentry apprenticeship started that when i was 16 just working and doing all that sort of stuff and i was just so restless so bored yeah. i like knew there was something outside of there and then as soon as i moved to the gold coast i got to live this awesome lifestyle where it was Ride your dirt bike, um, go train, party. go to, yeah, go party. That's all oh, party, party, party. It's just the party life now. Um, it's just a way of transforming your life so you can live an endless holiday. Um, whether it's going to the beach, pool parties, like just whatever it is, it's just such a socializing atmosphere where you go and party but you're partying with all your work colleagues when I say work colleagues I mean your mates you ride with or that you do events with or whatever it is and um it's it's a very productive lifestyle you're not just partying and getting all messy but you sort of talk do a bit of talking business over in the corner and then oh look there's that chick there I'm gonna go talk to her now and yeah it's a it's a pretty cool um yeah it's a really cool lifestyle that's for sure
0: were you um, just a fucking terror as a kid, like, at school? Because <laughs> you see, like, kids, like...
1: Where are these podcasts going? I'm not sure what I should be saying right just now. Just
0: Apple, mate. Just Apple. <laughs> but, like, you can say whatever you want for the record. Whatever you want to say, you can say yeah, right. There's no sponsors or rules. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, but, uh, but it's like a kid like you, right that has to go into a class with 30 other kids in grade one. And, like, I don't know if you're a hyperactive kid or not. I'm assuming you're fucking out of control from day <laughs> one because a lot of the guys I know like, like you were. So it's like, do you need that outlet of this kind of... Um, like, what you do on a motor motorbike's retarded. Like, it's so crazy the what you do, but is that the level of outlet you need to keep yourself in in like that sanity sort of you know what I mean like you need to be you've got that much energy and there's that much going on that yeah like you said even just a few days in the goldie you're like bored and you're getting down and stuff like that yeah you start
1: riding your cafe so start trying to jump that or whatever it is yeah definitely so going through school um I I always made sure I got my schoolwork done, but I did everything I could possibly. I used to jump out of the window of the classroom and on like a double story level and try and always do like parkour here and there, backflip off stuff all the time. Um, you, we, a famous thing we always used to do at school Um, were like these deodorant bombs you get a balloon and spray deodorant in them tie them up and then hide them somewhere like in a classroom or something and then you light a little fire trail to it and it hits it and it's like a big fireball and then you do you do your trail so that no, like the teacher no one can see where the fire trail came from and then all of a sudden there's a big fire flame thing in the classroom and the teacher's losing it and we just all would keep our straight face and like get away with it and I got away with like so many of them and I got like some of my best mates suspended for it but uh, I actually never got caught for it. Um, We used to light kids' school bags on fire, we used to take firecrackers to school, like just everything you could think of. But um, I did finish my year twelve. I did get through it all. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, so,
0: good on you, mate.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, we used to just yeah get that restless at school, like whether if you had the jelly crystals and put them in all the toilets, and then the toilets would get all clogged up because it makes all the water go to jelly, and that we thought that was pretty funny at the time. <laughs> whether it's taking, well, I think
0: it's pretty a, funny now.
1: Cutting them <laughs> eggs to school or whatever it was. Um, we used to let down the teacher's tires. <laughs>
0: But there's like, so what was, like, where do you think that come from? Like, was that just you forever?
1: Oh, I, I just think it's um, just anything to get your adrenaline going. Um, when I first got my license, I was into driving real fast and um, speeding everywhere. And I was into, I was just like a sort of like a little rev head kid. I don't know. Um, just anything to do with getting your adrenaline going. That's what I was sort of all for. Um, and then I actually I actually had a really bad car crash with um, two of my best mates in the car we were all 18 at the time one of my mates was asleep in the swag um, in the very back we'd all uh, like had like two hours of sleep um, and he was in the back sleeping in the in the swag that we put the canopy on the back of the ute and and drilled it in with four tech screws to hold the canopy on and we rolled like four times um, I went off the road at like Probably 90 kilometers, 100 kilometers an hour, doing like a drift or whatever. And um, went off through a guardrail off the edge of like a really big embankment hill thing and rolled like four times. And then my buddy in the swag pops the canopy door open. So four
0: tech screws fucking. Yeah, and it stayed
1: on. And he comes out scratching his head. And I'm like, dude, are you all right? And he was like, yep, I'm sweet. And then we got away from that like fully just scot free. So. After that, it made me pull my head in and I've, um, been so a- like, you yeah, need- that That would have been the worst day of my life. But after that, I've, um, pulled my head in since then and just, just know where to take my adrenaline levels.
0: And but like, so I guess, have you ever thought about why you're like that? Cause it's obviously you're just born like a little fucking nut that needs to do <laughs> shit. And it's not a bad I thing. You know what I mean?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't have ADHD or anything. I'm pretty mellow. Um, I think it's just, as a young age, my dad put us on, uh, me and my brother on, like, in go-karts. Um, he always took us water skiing during the summer. We'd go motorbike riding in the winter. He um, kept a pretty, vir- like, a wide range yeah, of right. activities, yeah. but um, everything we did sort of had to something to do with adrenaline and trying to um, have as much fun as you possibly can.
0: But, see, we did that shit, too, and I'm just never backflipping a <laughs> motorbike. You know what I mean? Like, I don't actively chase that that's shit, where
1: you know watching I mean? travis it dvds all them 15 times in a row it sort of just gets drilled just into your head you, yeah yeah and then you just want to be like travis and then yeah that's all like ever he like some people believe in god i believe in travis australia <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the best fucking quote ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> we need to put that on a t-shirt
1: yeah definitely but um yeah that guy's legit he's like pretty much taught me my ways um
0: because yeah. he's the—he's just got that same gear, man. Like dudes, yeah. just have a gear where it's just like that send it gear, yeah and it's yeah. like that's where, like you said, yeah, that's like your religion is finding. Like, what is it about it that makes you sit like froth so hard on it? In terms, like, so if you broke it down as to like what is the reason you need that in your life?
1: Well, like, what else are you gonna do in life? You, like oh, I don't know, like, you, there's what else are you going to do, really? Like, to be able to go, oh, I'm going to jump off that building or I'm going to go and flip that dirt bike that many times and land on that or hit that jump and fly from there to there. Like, it sort of makes you like a superman. I don't know. It just sort of makes you feel pretty invincible or whatever it is, like you're conquering the world. I don't know what it is, but um, I think, like, doing an everyday job where you're, like, picking up a hammer, like when I was doing my carpentry apprenticeship – I was like, I'd way rather be sending it right now. And then, um, sort of got to the point when I was working, um, I, when I was doing my carpentry apprenticeship, I'd never even tried freestyle, but I knew I really wanted to do it. I, I did like a couple, um, 12 hour days and I was fresh, freshly into the carpentry business. And I was like, geez, I'm not going to do this. Like every this day. is forever yeah, if for a, I keep doing yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do this every day for the rest of my life. I'm going to do what I love. And, um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, and like I'm gonna give it everything I can. I'm gonna, I'll go down as many times as I can, or whatever. As, as you have to, sort of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, to get that done, and then, um, before I knew it, it, it all just became reality really quick. Um, when I was seventeen, I started hitting my first ramp and um, started trying a few tricks, and within six months, I learnt um, like heel clickers, no hand catwalks, lazy boys, supermans, and my first backflip after like six months of trying freestyle. I was lucky enough steve minnie let me um use his phone pit after pestering him heaps on um facebook messenger just kept hitting him up and he i sent him a video one day of me riding and then he said oh, all right are you free this weekend and i was pretty much there in a heartbeat and um over two days i learned how to flip to dirt and um yeah he just kept doing them since
0: that's fucking crazy Yeah, like you just literally come out of nowhere. That's like, because I was like, I sort of had an idea of who was doing shit in freestyle or whatever, but it was like, here's this Harry Bink kid doing like the craziest shit I've ever seen in terms of freestyle. Like that rock solid backflip was, like that legitimately blew my mind that day because I just didn't even know that people were doing it. So it's like to just come out of nowhere and and do that, yeah, took took me back pretty hard. Yeah, that trick still haunts
1: me to this day. I've done easily over a hundred of them. And um, it's so scary. I seen Tucker do a rock solid backflip um, one year. I think, I can't remember what year it was. It was the 2012. He did a rock solid backflip at X Games for the first time. And I hadn't even done a seat grab or a Superman yet upright. Um, and I was doing my first year of freestyle when Tucker did his first rock solid backflip. And I was like, holy crap, that's the coolest trick ever. And I like thought, man, I want to learn that. And my goal was just to learn it upright. And I was like, to learn it upright, I was so stoked. And I'm like, all right, I just got to keep slaving away. And I just sort of had a vision and just kept chipping away at it. And then, um, yeah, one. and then eventually I was pushing towards it, trying to get a spot on Nitro, pesting people, doing everything I could, messaging and not? and then um i just kept trying it kept trying it and then um one day i finally started learning it and then i pretty much got the instant call up of nitro and that that trick is what got me my job on nitro circus and um still to this day without that trick i think um it would have um left i probably wouldn't have be as far as ahead in my freestyle without that trick and then the stupid idea comes up for Nitro World Games. We're like, jeez, what tricks are we going to do for World Games? Like, I'm thinking to myself, all right, first year in 2017, I got two fourths place. Um, I got a fourth place in freestyle and best trick. And um, I got a fourth place with an Indian Air front flip. Um, and then I was right on my brain. I'm like, well, how can I win this competition? And they're like, well, your specialty trick is a rock solid back flip. Why don't you do it in a front flip? And then uh, me and Willie were talking about it at a Nitro Circus after party. We're like, what a business
0: sh-. and pleasure. Yeah. Business and pleasure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's where
1: I was coming in with the whole after party. Have a few drinks, you're killing it, get a few dumb ideas, and then we follow through with them dumb ideas. That's why I really encourage our partying. Because anything <laughs> we come up with, we don't come up with it when we're sober, because you just get too spooked out by the idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. You got to commit, then yeah, they'll be like, "Fuck, I said that." Yeah,
1: yeah, you got to have a few cans of, cans of courage to come through with it. But um, yeah, so the front flip, rock solid, and then um, I pretty much went to a, the phone pit at the fifty sixty compound and slaved for like two months trying to figure out this trick. And no shit, yeah, just beat myself up, and I I got work trying to do this trick, and um, like just over and over again of leaning on my head, missing the bike. Um, over like and then sometimes when you'd get anywhere near like landing flat, you'd um you just get ejected. Like do that front flip ramp into the foam pit. When you land front wheel down, it just drives your body weight straight into you the like front chest of the, into the bars. Yeah, into the front of the handlebars. And anyone that you get near landing, you actually get winded and feel like you pretty much fracture your ribs. You get like it's like getting punched in the chest as hard as possible.
0: And so you've got to like stand up at the roll in. Before every time you go to the foam pit, knowing you're about to get yeah. punched in the gut as like, hard if as you can. I commit
1: to this and get this perfect. I'm gonna get worked, and the better you get it, the worse you get pumped into the into the handlebars because you're rotating around more. So the ideal spot was to under rotate it, but then
0: but then that's not gonna get the job yeah, done when you actually try and do exactly. it. Exactly.
1: So you sort of had to get the full job done. So it was. Um, a massive learning curve and then got to world games. I actually had to have a month off the bike before world games because I tore a muscle off my hip and it was really important for me to let it heal. After a crash, doing a rock solid backflip because I was training so hard all week in the foam pit um, doing the front flip rock solids. The following weekend, I had a Nitro Circus show in Darwin, crashed a rock solid backflip, hit my head. Um, I was concussed really bad for a week, couldn't drive for a week and um, had to take it super easy. And then... I had to and then eventually I couldn't even ride for the three weeks, um, coming into it because of my hip and then I my confidence levels were down coming into that comp. But then um yeah, then So
0: you'd never done it to the like to the resi or anything nah, before that Definitely your, like, not. Like your comp run?
1: Yeah, so i had not done it, um oh sorry, so i had not done it for a month going into World Games, but luckily World Games, um, they have a practice session airbag set up and um you can practice your tricks whatever tricks you're gonna do in the competition that had a big airbag landing so you could practice your tricks into it and there was a couple of practice sessions and um i attempted f- around 40 roughly it was like 41 like just under 40 around 40 um front flip rock solid into the airbag and i rode away from two of them no like shit. barely 40 yeah and i rode away from two of them barely like and um there was probably like six different practice sessions that we had and i was slaving away and in the meantime i was getting beat up winded hit my head like i was exhausted it was there summertime so it was really yeah, hot. hot some of the days we'd ride um you'd actually if you touch the bag just with your hands you'd get burnt like you would burn your hands and It was that hot in Salt Lake City, Um, so it made it pretty nice. And it's just
0: so dry there. It's like at elevation too.
1: Oh, it's ridiculous! Yeah, riding at elevation makes the bikes less powerful, and and then means well. Like outside of that, I'm trying to think of my freestyle run with all the other front foot ramps, like the 75 foot front foot ramp. The normal jumps, like with even just like my rock solid backflip, that's still such a hard trick for me to do. Yeah. Then they have the one twenty ramp, and there's all these different ramps, all different speeds, and then you're trying to think about doing your rock solid front flip all on the same night that it all happens within like four hours of each other, from the competition to best trick, and then um, it was just. Like it was like for me that day it was like I was going to war and if I don't come home tonight or if I whatever it was, if I don't live through it, so be it. I don't care. I'm here to get this done and that's how I mentally processed it and um basically going into that day it just felt like man if I get through this day alive it's gonna that's be an achievement. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be something.
0: That's what I was thinking like before is that people you, like, would you, do you look at people that are like, quote unquote, normal, like living a normal life and you go, fuck is are missing out on some shit. Yeah,
1: definitely. Because. All my best friends, I'm like, dude, you guys are living in a bubble.
0: Yeah. Like, cause you must look, cause to mentally, dude, I get like, so like, I did a music video once where I had like 250 people on set and I'm just fucking peaking all, like that night before I couldn't sleep and it's like the stress of doing something where there's like so much consequence based on one day and if you know one thing goes fucking wrong your day's done then there's thousands and thousands of dollars that go yeah your reputation you know what i mean like there's so much riding on like one thing and that's like physically there's nothing riding on it for me so for you to go through that with all that like the physical consequences that are could basically you know you could fucking die like people do die (laughs) and it's like you've got to go to bed the night before knowing that yeah i'm gonna fucking die trying this like where does that meant meant because i i mean like you're saying you're doing crazy shit when you're a kid and rolling cars like but you're not driving around going like there's no premeditative thought of like all right i'm gonna hit this turn as hard as i can if i don't come home that's all good like that's just you being fucking reckless and having fun to go to bed the night before and like you said, you've got that attitude of like, I'm going to fucking war. I'm going to die trying this. What's that like to just literally sit in bed that night and have those thoughts in your head?
1: To even sleep the night before, it's pretty hard. You have the most restless sleep and you're on edge and it's just like, you just, you are so on edge and I can't even describe the feeling. Um, But with all, no matter how scared you are, the more scared you are, the bigger reward you have after it. So, comes all with the highs and lows but um yeah coming into that trick knowing how beat up I was and how scary it was and just like these ramps are like they just eject you to the moon the landing ramp was like something like 12 meters tall so like when you're looking at the back of that a big wall Um, if you just like hit the back of the landing and just fall to the flat, you'd probably die just from that hit right there. Yeah. Um, so like you're thinking I'm going to front flip this bike. My bike weighs 120 kilos. I weigh like 75 kilos and then I'm going to... Go to the back of the bike Throw it away Catch it And then try and Ride out of it And without over rotating If you over rotate To front flip You're basically Gonna, gonna hit, Yeah hit the deck And then your bike's Gonna just drive you Into the ground And there's all these Thoughts that go through it And then what you said With all the crowd You've got all these Thousands of people You've got Travis Estrano There the commentator The guy that you Grew up watching Your idol And now he's Commentating you Going oh this guy's The like star He's the guy to watch For tonight And the pressure That that puts on you because you've just wanted to impress this guy your whole life um
0: plus you've landed two of 40
1: yeah yeah coming into that and i'm like gee like it's it's a real like it's a you just really got to believe like they say believe and achieve believe in yourself whatever it is that's like an understatement you just gotta be like as i said you're going to war i'm gonna give this everything i can do to land this trick So I'm sitting there looking at the ramp, click my bike into gear right at this ramp. I'm like, I'm going to give this a fucking red hot crack. Come in, give it everything I've got. Um, It was scary as hell looking at that landing with just no airbag, straight landing. Like, I'm just like, I could, when I was riding at the ramp, I I thought, I was like, I could never walk again after this. Like, this could end your life. It could, anything can happen. Um, So I've come in, in, gave it everything I've got and thought I had it got back to the bars and then kept rotating and I was like oh where's the landing where's the landing and then over rotated a bit got pumped went over the bars and then I actually didn't know where I was for a second I didn't know what happened and then I was standing up and there was medics in my face going um are you okay what are you doing like can you go again whatever and I was like thinking like where am I what am I doing like oh that's right I'm at world games I just did best trick oh crap I tried it oh wait where's my bike and then I could see my bike and then the medic's yelling at me oi are you okay can you talk to us and then I just pushed him out of the way and just sprinted to my bike jumped to my bike it was all tv time and they said um they explained it to us very thorough before if you want to do your second attempt you have to get back to your bike straight away and um after that I didn't actually know um It felt like it was like, I don't know, it felt like it was half an hour ago when I did my first attempt. So I have just jumped on my bike, pinned it back, um, and then jumped straight back on my bike, and then got there, they just put an ad on TV, reset myself, ripped the visor off my helmet because I'd snapped it, and reset myself, got it all done. They're like, all right, you can go. I'm like, all right, I'm going for this. Go to go, store my bike. I'm just sitting there trying to kick my bike. My bike wouldn't start. Like ah oh, fuck this, <laughs> kicking my bike like all the people in the crowd, TV live TV trying to start this bike. Ah, oh, I got it going. All right, here goes nothing. Clicked my bike into gear, rode at the ramp, did the exact same thing, but just came in a little bit slower, and it worked. Landed, did it, rode away, and I'm just like, how the hell did that happen? Like what just happened? And then um so from like the four months before that, coming up with the idea of the trick, practicing in the pit, getting worked over and over and over again, crashing on the night, all the crashes that I did with the 40 crashes, it was just so much work went into that trick, and um, like, oh, it was ridiculous, so the feeling of landing wheels down, getting gold for Nitro World Games was just the greatest feeling, and every every goal every accomplish like just everything I dreamed of as a kid Travis's commentating the event that was just like my life ticked like life goals right there it was sick
0: yeah when when I saw the replays of that that whole just that event because it was I guess best trick well X Games is really what made Travis like that made Travis the superman that like ESPN was behind it like that put him on the map in such a massive way And then when they abandoned best trick at X Games, it was like there's such a void in the sport. So it was pretty rad that Travis sort of put his money where his mouth was and and then gave you guys like a safer platform. As Definitely. well, because X Games, like man, like you remember when he did that first double flip? Oh, and it's it was just the landing a ramps, concrete, are still the same. Yeah, yeah, like concrete land, or not concrete physically, it but like they pretty much it's is exactly concrete. the same yeah. as concrete. It's and it's no just stuff. like then the nuts to sit there and do that, and like yeah. yeah. So then for him to go, let's push it even further. Let's give these guys better ramps better landings let's like put their safety first and then see what they can come up with
1: yeah definitely and like,
0: it's pretty pretty special to go and yeah kind of fulfill his vision i guess because i mean he's not competing yeah so like the dude i guess like you were saying he's been your idol or whatever the dude that wins nitro games goal best trick is the guy that's living what travis pastrana started right now like he's yeah, the, you know what i mean cool so that's what's pretty definitely. rad yeah that on that night, that's Travis is commentating, lit, and you lived out his vision for an event.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty. Now that you sum it up like that, that is a pretty awesome feeling. Yeah, definitely. Like those new progression ramps, um, that new Moonbooter, the one ninety nine ramp that he's designed. You sit it next to a super kicker, and it looks like a baby's ramp. And a super kicker is the biggest, r- steepest ramp you can hit at X Games. And um, this ramp's just so big, and it just shoots you to the moon. And um, to he, that's his vision um, of the next chapter of Freestyle Motocross. So I'm so privileged to be able to be, I don't know, it can be pretty scary at times um, to be his test dummy for yeah, it all. Yeah, um But I think with the right, if you have a vision and you know what you're doing and you work towards what you know how to do and you're not just hucking stuff and doing it because he told you to do it and yep. going at your own pace and doing what you know how to do is um a very big part of it. But I'm really grateful to be at 23 years old and um, have all these years ahead of my freestyle career to figure these new ramps out and take the whole sport to another level. And, it's yeah, it's really cool to be a part of.
0: Are you pissed you missed out on that Nate Adams money?
1: <laughs> the Nate Adams money,
0: yeah. Like, that was target money. That was, like, peak X Games. He went on a run.
1: Yeah. Because it's sort of
0: like, – it's a shame that it, that it did die in a big respect on, like, yeah. the – like, the progression never really stopped but for whatever reason like it just lost the backing of yeah as far everyone, as sponsors you know what i mean yeah
1: definitely um yeah that does suck um and
0: like even now are you were you saying before you like struggling to even get bikes and shit
1: yeah yeah so um monster energy helped me out massively ever since i've been with monster it's made my life a lot easier and they, they those guys back me a lot but um outside of that um trying to get any serious um sponsors as far as getting bikes um circo helped me out they they give me gear product and stuff but um like yeah getting bikes whether if it if you're getting funded money bikes or whatever it is um i can't just get bikes to ride on for the year at the moment um i'm coming into 2018 and i'm still on 2016 bikes and it's i'm at the stage now where i have to pay for everything my i'm gonna have to buy bikes and pay for everything myself i sent out like five emails trying to pick up a bike sponsor and um yeah, no, I got nothing back. So um there's a fair bit. Um, yeah, the, it does suck but that the back in the day, not, like yeah. at
0: Nate Adams was factory Yamaha. Yeah, like he yeah. legit rode out of the factory semi at X Games. It's you crazy. Remember they had yeah. like the supermoto, and then they had like Chad Reed was there, Doug Dubak was there, I'm pretty sure, and then Nate Adams is like under a factory Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. So it's going from yeah. that to like the dude who wins like the, the basically the baddest motherfucker on a freestyle ramp. Can't get a free bike, like it's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is pretty. how yeah, times have change, It does suck. Um, but it, obviously, could be worse. Not, could honest, could be yeah, worse. I I'm really say, stoked with how the life I'm living.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like honestly, obviously, you're doing it for reasons other than like money and and free yeah. shit.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Like as you said before, my lifestyle is I get to wake up in the Gold Coast. Every day, do whatever I want. Um, I
0: with a different chick with fifty thousand followers. Yeah,
1: literally. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, (laughs) Tinder's pretty good. Nah, (laughs) actually, my Tinder's broken. I think I was swiping it too much.
0: I reckon Toby's broken.
1: If anyone knows um, how to fix my Tinder, I can't reload any profiles. It's been stuck like that for five months.
0: I think you gotta um, pay the money, mate. <laughs> <laughs> or,
1: or I've swiped out, and there's no more chicks in the area. One of the two.
0: Yeah, that, that could be an issue for you.
1: But it's been five months, and I still haven't conquered how to fix it. You just so. want to get
0: back to the US, don't you? <laughs> you need the, that. You need that US after party ASAP.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but um, yeah, an after party, after party's always good.
0: What well, um, like before when I was saying, like, you must look at people and just be like fuck man there's so much more like there's such a spectrum of yeah like adrenaline and you know what i mean and then you just see these dudes like get, <laughs> get in their car and then they go to like a gym put yeah do like just, a couple reps of bench press and look at themselves in a the mirror and compare themselves against other dudes and then yeah. go home and then they make the dinner and then they watch tv and then they go to bed and then they do it again and it's like i feel like if people could even just break it down to even like the workout thing like you look at your instagram story this morning like you're doing a workout on burley beach and you're running upstairs so it's like would you just like what would you tell the average dude to like that if he isn't like he feels like he's stuck in a rut him or her and they're like stuck in a rut and like i can't do this i can't lose weight i'm not like would you just like say there's fucking so much out there if you really have a crack
1: yeah definitely but no, have, not
0: everyone's gonna backflip bikes obviously yeah
1: no but whatever you really wanted to do like you can have a normal everyday job and um like for all my friends that i grew up with in canberra i go back and visit them and they're still doing the same thing nothing's changed they're still the same people they're doing like the same job some of them are doing really well and they're build houses and they're doing really well but every weekend or whatever they're doing in their spare time like all right what are you doing in your spare time what are we doing today um i haven't seen you guys in years let's like have fun what are we doing they go oh we don't do anything ever i'm like what do you like well we just work yeah and they have no they've just been trained by their parents or whatever it is you have to work to do well or whatever it is and they just don't do anything outside of their work or they just go to the same nightclubs every weekend, day in, day out, whatever. Like, okay, cool. Do your normal job. Work your job that you're doing. But in every weekend, don't keep going to the same nightclub. Go on a trip to here or link your work and try and break your work so you do get to work a week on the Gold Coast or work spread yep. your work around, ex- expand your business, whatever it is, but get out of camera. Get out of that bubble of the everyday life and meet meet a few new faces go on a few more holidays um or re, even better relocate to the gold coast yeah and just reset like gold coast is like a full party party but it's got everything oh, here, man. you like, can't beat it
0: yeah it's like a yeah if, if you're not in a party and a shit man like it's the best surfing in australia it's the you know yeah. like you can find there's motocross tracks everywhere there's mountain bike tracks like
1: and you meet people just so fast and yeah. there, there is a big world outside of that um i've traveled the like i've pretty much been to most places in the world and i think like but Burley's by far the nicest place i've been and I, i'm so stoked to live here and every day i wake up i just like it doesn't feel real
0: where you know where you, you said at the very start where like you feel like the pace like it kind of fucks with you a bit like what yeah what do you go through with that because i sort of have a bit of that myself sometimes where i'm like yeah I'm, well for me i have like fomo of
1: yeah you're like, missing out
0: so i'm like but i have fun when i'm like say i'm in america or whatever i have fomo like i watch maddie and all you guys yeah, and Harley and everything. so then i'm like missing out on all that shit yeah and then when i go back to the uh when i'm here i'm looking at all my friends in the states or and so like like you said it's like a blessing and be careful what you wish for because yeah, yeah. now i fucking miss people everywhere I'm always feel like I'm missing out on something yeah no matter where I'm at or like what I've got in front of me like and that's kind of like that's pretty hard to deal with sometimes so like when you said that before I'm like man is that the same sort of thing that you've got going on
1: yeah I've had times where I've been on tours and I'm watching all my best friends at a festival and I'm like man I'm missing out I should be there or whatever it is but um like even from being on tour going from tour to well, every morning we go, we go. I go down to the lobby, and there's like ten to fifteen dudes, just with the highest egos you could think of. Because any person on Nitro Circus, they're they're on tour because they're the best at what they do, so they have really high egos. So we go from traveling the world. Every four days, we're in a new state or country with this group of crazy Savages. athletes down in the bar hotel lobby bars or just anything so every time you leave your hotel room you're just at this party or like this crazy atmosphere which is
0: intense all the time oh, whether it's it, work or party
1: yeah it's just ridiculous and there's just so much energy and at first it's like the biggest for the first few months of doing tour life for like first six months to a year it's such an eye-opener and you have to learn how to just talk to people and be energetic all the time and i think that's where a lot of my energy comes from because when i come home i wake up and i'm like the house is quiet there's no one here like what do i do like what am i doing like i can't deal with myself and i play head games with myself what am i doing and i just feel like i'm wasting my life so all of a sudden when
0: you're when you're saying that like what's the what what are you thinking that like what goes through is it yeah. negative shit you know what i mean like because i think everyone has that stuff well and that's
1: where the fomo I, thing comes in yeah. i feel like i'm like i'm wasting my day i don't i'm i'm wasting my time i'm not using my time productive um i need to i need to start a new like i need to work on something on my house or i need to start building something at the compound or it's just like, I, oh, I need to go and hang out with these people. I just have to do something all the time because that's what we do when we're on tour. And then when you come home, you go crazy um, if you don't keep busy. That's why I do – that's why I'm training so much. Yeah. Go Like, I go to training. At like, um, I went to, like, 6 o'clock classes and stuff like that. And that's just, like, just to keep my mind busy. I need to challenge myself or slaughter myself at the gym, like, in – fitness classes and that um with other people and socialize because that's where the 12 people are that so when I wake up in the morning there's 12 people that I can go and hang out with or talk to
0: yeah it gives you that that outlet (laughs) yeah
1: so um so because if I wake up by myself in the morning and just by myself I go crazy I don't know how to deal with myself like I yeah it's pretty gnarly
0: yeah because I think yeah I think a lot of people have that but then like I wonder what it is on the other end of the spectrum of people that like they only stick to themselves it's like i think you get this like cross-section or, or like this i guess not not like a cross-section but like you get these polar ends of a spectrum where you got people that can't deal with people
1: yeah. But they can definitely. deal with
0: themselves. And yeah. then people that like you that can't deal with themselves but wanna deal with people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's like I wonder like I think it comes, of, it, on both ends who they're like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think um people that can't deal with themselves we're probably not going to be better for us. We're obviously going to have to learn how to deal with ourselves eventually. But uh, coming with a job it uh, really helps, and it's just I need our blood to just be able to talk to people and be on tour all the time. So when I'm at home, I try and make my life like I'm on tour, just yep. to keep. That's me trying to keep in a routine. Yeah. Um, people that just stick to people, I'm um, just stick to themselves, and that, and it's like they're not going to really create many opportunities or friendships or. They're they're probably going to be robot people and just do their everyday thing. Like you said, just go sit at a keyboard and then after go do a couple bench press, look at themselves, pose a life, might post a motivational quote at the end of the night and then go to bed and do it all over again and um, not really meet many new people or see see the big world that's out there.
0: Yeah, it's funny when I see that kind of shit when people are posting quotes and stuff. I always like my little go-to thing is like, are you trying to prove it to me yeah. or to yourself? Yeah, yeah and it's definitely. like I think that comes from knowing a lot of people like that are just those legit savage dudes that like they are a motivational quote. Like yeah. they don't like Travis. Like he is a motivational yeah, quote. Yeah, You never
1: see him post. He won't ever anything. post that shit yeah he might um he will only have yeah you can never catch him posting motivation or stuff ever because he'll he's just too de- busy living it yeah he'll just demonstrate it if he thinks something he would just demonstrate it to prove a point like you don't n- need to talk about it i think you just do it and that's um one of the biggest things he's um taught us hanging around him he's always just drilled everyone like if you say you're gonna do something you do it and if you don't like He'll, he'll let, That's you, know. The cardinal he'll sin. let yeah. you know he'll make you feel like you're a real piece of shit if you don't do what you said you were gonna do
0: the thing too with him i think like when you watch the like the videos and all the nitro shit you're just like fuck travis is just trying to kill everyone but or and kill himself but it's like <laughs> it's super calculated like oh, it's way more calculated really, than people think
1: yeah he's a really smart guy he measures stuff um he knows everything that what goes into it and um if he really thinks you you can do it if he thinks you couldn't do it he wouldn't let you do it yeah but if he thinks you can do it and if you believe in yourself you'll do it and you'll be like holy crap there's a whole new world out there or whatever and you're like you just get this new burst of energy and you're like well I can actually do this stuff if I set my mind to it and I can't I can't imagine how many people he's uh, impacted inflected yeah
0: impacted yeah. (laughs)
1: yeah impacted that on for sure He's um, he's he's created a formula for all the Nitro Circus guys to live up to and it um and they're getting on the Nitro Circus tour there actually are a lot of opportunities for um, other people were in action sports to be a part of it. If you're if you're near nearly as good enough, if you um have the right attitude and work ethic and that, you will be well, able to. Dusty's slide a good into,
0: example of that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Like Dusty's the man, and he didn't really. He wasn't like a pro dude, really, at anything, was he?
1: Yep. And then he just and he's, he's a, a savage. He's a sender, and still to this day, he wins like the toughest. Toughest cunt. Kind of, <laughs> we have awards, <laughs> toughest cunt, um, toughest man, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, toughest guy the tour. He still gets the award all the time just for the toughest athlete on tour because, um, yeah, he is a sender. He goes from doing the pit bikes to boogie boards to jumping the horse. Then he jumps on his, BM, um, his BMX bike as well as his mountain bike. And um he just does so many different roles in the show as well as his 75-foot backflips are uh, 110, which is like just that is loose, yeah. That is just ridiculous, but um, yeah, he's a sender in all areas. But um, yeah, Travis has a lot of time for people to prove themselves, and if you're gonna send it, he will give you an yeah. opportunity to be a part of Nitro Circus.
0: That's like when we were saying before about like talking about school and shit. you can't, a dude like you, and same as Travis, like you can't go on a class with 30 kids that are not that like you know we're saying the spectrum so there's like the the harry bink end of the spectrum and then there's the quiet kid that draws in his notebook spectrum and it's like school kind of caters for the people in the middle and then you're this outlier kid and same with travis and same with all those boys you're the outliers and you're at that extreme end of society so it's like how has without nitro like have you learned about yourself as a person just through being around people like yourself because it'd be hard for a guy like you to find other people like you
1: yeah definitely definitely um being around (laughs) i've been around people like me i realized how much of a fuckwit i am (laughs) (laughs) i realized how annoying i can be i realized a lot of things um yeah definitely um i learned how to not be so stereotyped, not have so much um, have a personality about it as well, and um, learn how to live a healthy lifestyle outside of living the nitro circus, crossy demon dream, or whatever. Yeah, like how the image was. Um, yeah, I've learned a lot along the way. Um, just of having a clean balance and having a bit, t- taking in off. Every a lot of people, whether it's Josh Eady, how calculated he is, to Travis, how he's such a sender, and then um, just yeah, just everything from outside. Even just like some guys on tour, some guys on tour can do all their tax and know how to do everything behind the behind the show, and yep. they're really smart in life. And then you have the guys on tour that kill it, but then they're useless just, yeah, at useless life. Else. So um, but then they'll have awesome qualities, and then they know how to fun, have fun, and then they're not so. They don't take life too seriously and then you grab a bit of that. So, um, hanging out with all these really high ego people and we're all performing and we're all doing the same thing and meanwhile, everyone that's on tour, like I don't really have any friends that are so gnarly as far as in the Nitro Circus show, they're all there because they are the best at what they do and they're on another level. So, to, um, go take that energy and go back to my normal life, um... I've definitely taken in a lot out of them and then when I hang out with my friends at home that are doing everyday jobs, whether it's doing their plumbing business or whatnot... Um, it's it's really cool to try and um, pick up a bit out out good qualities like out an of each other. Yeah, impact on them too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely impact on all my friends at home. Every time I come home, oh, I play yeah play called Buffalo. It pretty much makes everyone scull their drinks all the time, and they're always trying not to drink because they've got a real job and it's not the right thing to do. But um, yeah, no, I'm just always trying to impact positive energy and showing them that they can do it and get up and still do their job the next day still like whatever it is yeah um my thing is to cure hangovers i actually have to run to get get rid of my hangover um i wake up with like all sugars in my like all the sugar levels from like monster red bulls i mean
0: monster vodkas
1: (laughs) monster vodkas um just like whatever we're drinking um and then I wake up and I, like, can't sleep. Um, it's, like, 7 o'clock, 6 in the morning. That's what time I usually wake up and I can't ever sleep when I'm hungover. So I just wake up and start I go for a run and jog it out, sweat it out. Then I'm already awake, so I just get on with my day. And then I all of a sudden you're doing stuff and you're productive. Yeah. And then um, and then some of my other friends are lying in bed all day, hungover, just hurting. I'm like, dude, what are you? What, you still in bed? Like, dude... Been like, I went for a run. I went riding. For, yeah. we're, now we're going on the cafe races. We're already going back to the pub. Yeah. You're still lying yeah. in bed, and then um, yeah, it's pretty funny how they do it. Um, but
0: it's just that yeah. it's such a mental. It's that I don't know, man. It's just like that that um, syndrome that comes with being like everybody else. Like yeah. you go, oh, I'm I'm so hungover today, I think and like you hear that, and it's like people just they will res- like resign to the fact that, yeah, this is my day that I'm hungover. And yeah. it's like, it's yeah. really, I always try and think of, there's like a Navy SEAL saying where, it, um, I don't know, it's like, not like saying, but they have like this rule that they live by where basically when you think you can quit, like mentally you're done you're at, your body's actually at 40% oh So wow. that yeah they've done all this like testing that's and really shit that's
1: really interesting yeah. I could whack off to that I'm gonna take that one for the wank bank
0: yeah so <laughs> dude so you should look it up it's like uh, yeah basically like they test these Navy SEAL dudes in training to the point where they're like yeah we're done and then they just Force these guys to keep going. So over whatever, like I I don't want to crucify exactly the what it is, but basically they've come up with this standard theory in the Navy SEAL that yeah, at forty percent, like when you mentally quit, you're at forty percent. Wow. So so like I try and take that because I'm a bit of a pussy. Like I I think everyone is at at some point. Well, everyone's got the pussy voice that says like. Fucking stay in bed, man. You're so hungover. Yeah. Or I'm not going to go for a run. Or, you know what I mean? And like, I've been trying to really fight that voice. And like, yesterday, I went surf. Like, I, I was talking to man I was like, oh, I'm not surfing today, dude. I'm smoked from yesterday. Like, I surfed for two and a half hours. I haven't surfed in three months. I was done. Every muscle in my back, my neck, yeah. like, my ribs, my nipples were sore. And then Harley calls me. He's like, Do you want to go surfing? And I surfed for four hours. So it's wow. like mentally I, I said, no, I can't surf. Yeah. And then I just was like, dude, you have to do it. Like yeah, Harley's really doing it. He's getting you. So, and it comes from me trying to think about that whole 40%. So I'm like, dude, so if yesterday I surfed and I'm saying I can't go again. That means I've only spent 40%. So I could, if I surf for three hours, I could do another three hours and still be at 80%. Yeah. Wow. And then me and my mates are doing like this 150 push ups a day challenge and then I was oh like yeah, that's cool so then I was like and we've been doing it since like the 3rd of January because we actually did push out like we sent it over New Year's and none of us did it. <laughs> two oh, days no after way. so we started like the 3rd but then yesterday I can't, and I was done man it was like a 4 hour surf and I Maddie was laughing at me because I was literally sitting right there and I just did <laughs> I just did my push ups man 25 at a time and it's because it's safe. so it's so easy to say no so yeah. it's like if you live by that rule and I think it takes guys like like you you can twist this bit too if you want sweet thanks mate um yeah you can you can live by those rules and it's just a, a choice to, to yeah, get up it. and do it you know but fuck it's easy to say no yeah it is it's so, so easy it's to be hung over and watch netflix yeah you're right it does uh,
1: and saying no haunts me because as soon as you say no it snowballs and then it gets worse and worse and worse and then you start saying no here and there where if you never get a let a no get you you're like you, you bounce just all the time and you're like and you just have a your confidence you create a relationship with, with yourself and then you know you're not going to say no and then when the no's come in your head you're like fuck that like I know that I've I've said no a million like times your bitch. yeah yeah so then you just like when you think that you just you just do it and then um it's no definitely
0: yeah and you yeah like you said you just kind of get a roll on in your life of like that yeah. yes and that's what's been pretty interesting for me with the the push-ups thing is like it's more it's not even a physical thing like i'm enjoying it's been like a nearly so like over a month and it's like the physical side's there so it's like that's good but it's more that mental side of like making yourself yeah. do push-ups like my girlfriend we we're in bed right and i was like fuck i've got 25 more push-ups to go and i said i verbally said i'll just do an extra 25 in the morning and she's like that's not how this deal works yeah, that- man so i got up and she turned the phone on like the uh, light yes. the light on her iphone and she fucking counted as i did 25 uh, that's push
1: awesome but it's
0: like it's more yeah it's that's more so the mental good. exercise because man i've been guilty like especially doing all this shit like i'm traveling all the time i'm in airports like you know what traveling it makes you feel shit oh
1: it's terrible All you're the away from fast food. yes is t- it's pretty bad it gets the best of you
0: so for me it was like let's do something where i just have to say yes to it every day and and what you said before about when you said be a yes man i, I thought it was cool that you said that because that's sometimes like a negative thing that people think and i only text you about doing this podcast three hours before we did it so yeah. it's like that's sick to be a yes, you know, a yeah, yes yeah. man if in that I, sense. If
1: I probably brushed you off or like did something else, then it's like oh, and then you brush the next thing off, and then all of a sudden you have ten jobs you need to do, and it all just banks up on you, yep. and then you just become a loser, and hey, <laughs> nobody got time for that.
0: So you're you're obviously worried about that, like you've said a couple of times like oh you'd be a loser i'll do nothing with my life and like you have a day off or like four days in a row I'm not doing nothing you said you feel like a piece of shit yeah, like,
1: yeah
0: why does like why are you tripping that hard on being a loser like uh, where does it come from
1: it's not really being a loser um, no i
0: mean yeah that's I probably just, like the yeah, wrong yeah, terminology yeah. but you know what but i mean i just
1: think um like for how fun my lifestyle is of going to... I pretty much never, ever skip a party as soon as, like, I see my friends drinking or doing something fun, whether they're going out on the boat or whatever it is. I get to go and do that. And I get to do... I get to wake up every day and do whatever the hell I feel like doing, um, unless I'm on tour and then we're having the most fun we could anyway, possibly yeah. have when we're on tour anyway. So I'm living this awesome life where I can have as much fun as I can all the time. And I think... Um, the, it's a small price to pay just to say a few yeses here and there. And um, it also just even like little things with your comfort zone. Your comfort zone's your enemy. That's like one of the best quotes I've heard. Um, the second, if you can, whenever you think, oh, I probably shouldn't do that because. Yeah. And then soon as you hear that voice, you have to do the exact opposite of that. So um, whether if it's, oh, I probably shouldn't do that trick because I could get hurt or whatever it is, or I probably shouldn't train today because I'm going riding today and I want to feel good for it and I don't want to be yeah, too I sore do that. A,
0: Yeah, ride. I Right,
1: and you, you think of all these scenarios not to go to be safer or whatever it is, um, you try the whole comfort zone, you're in it's your enemy. Try and do it for like a week and do the exact opposite of what you, what your comfort zone, what, what you think is comfortable. Yeah, whether even if you want to really test yourself, don't if you think oh, I want to put them on aircon because it's comfy, do do like no aircon for a night on the Gold Coast heat or whatever. Yeah, and then you're like, holy crap, like you appreciate everything more in it. You all of a sudden you're reborn again, and then all of a sudden you appreciating everything more you're doing everything way bigger and then you're having a way better go than you used to um another thing i picked up on is your parents um i don't know many people like if you still have a really good relationship with your parents or but as a kid growing up your parents always they're worried about you they They, shelter you from they shelter you from and they actually shelter you from being good and doing well and they're scared um not because they don't want you to do well they all want you to do well but they're scared that you're gonna get hurt or you're gonna um you're gonna do it make a mistake or you're gonna fall they're scared you're gonna fall you could fall and get
0: hurt and that's i think that that's important to to distinguish that that's just not a physical hurt that's like failure yeah, yeah so like going for a job or trying to get a promotion or doing good at school you know what i mean yeah. like pushing your kids because a lot of times parents don't want to set their kids up to fail that shit yeah just yeah. and not even get hurt and then mentally like you've got to fucking fail man like yeah, yeah, a the, lot
1: yeah exactly and then yeah there's a good old saying with um failing like um the more fail the more times you fail um that's the more, the more close, close artist. the artist success. Yeah, so. yeah. So the more fails you get, they're actually um, – it's a learning experience. And the more learning experiences you have, the better you are as a person. So if there's, only, if there's a kid that's only failed four times and then if there's a kid that's failed 80 times, like what's this – what's it going to hurt him to fail one more time? This kid doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> He's just going to have another crack and keep charging and then he is going to get the other end of the barrel and – have have um yeah get the get the goal get the trophy whatever he's going for
0: well that's like there's a that saying i think it's eckhart tolle where he says there's no like you can't judge good or bad in the moment all you can say is is that so yeah. like oh i've like what i guess you could, i mean you could use any fucking analogy but like yeah, yeah you definitely. could think like um i got dumped by like a really good ones relationships like people coming out of a relationship and they're like they just got fucking dumped and they're like, This is the chick that I, like that was a girl in my dreams, whatever. Love and then her. it's like, yeah, fucking loved her, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the and then it's titties. like <laughs> And then it's like, oh, that's so bad now that she broke up with me. It's like you that hasn't played out. Yeah. To the point where you've either you know it's bad, like you haven't rode that train to the end of the tracks and there's no other girl that's better than her or whatever but then you like five months later you meet this chick that is three million times better than your last one that you thought it couldn't get better than and all of a sudden you've been so bummed about this moment where like you judged it as bad in the moment without knowing what the future could hold as a result of that moment and it's like i mean you know you people can use it in so many examples of you know just different things here or there that that sort of happened like with me I got um I started working for Stroke magazine yeah and that was like that was my fucking dream dude I just was I was always good at writing and talking obviously and I was like I'm just gonna send this shit into all these magazines and that that's like gonna start me on this path of like that's what I want to do worked at the magazine for like six months moved to Melbourne from Cairns in winter like it was just a fucking suffer fest man like every single day that I was in Melbourne I suffered yeah, I didn't get sucks. paid properly like I had yeah. no money there were days that I couldn't even afford to ride the train to work I had to get a train an hour and a half to work for like because I couldn't even afford to rent a place wow. so I was like just basically that's why the whole Gypsy Tales name comes from like I was just a fucking gypsy <laughs> okay. and then I'd like get called up one day by the editor going where the fuck are you and I was like man I literally can't afford the $1. forty to go to the train so I was like <laughs> you're in this no lose and then i had all this expectation That's of this annoying. job being like my dream job so i just quit and wow. then i was like fuck I, I loaded up my van and i drove the cans and i was like this is the worst day of my life yeah, wow. and then my like driving home from that i had an idea just bang just popped in my head that i was gonna start it was mx daily which was like my fucking shitty website which i got built, and then i started doing my own thing and then that is what randomly made me buy a camera yeah and then i found i was like fuck i can actually film shit like oh, yeah. you know what i mean so it's like if you take it in the moment as yeah that was the shittest like i had idolized this working for a magazine working in the industry yeah, yeah. like that to me i was only like eight or 19 when i did that yeah and then like dude it was like heartbreaking to like yeah. leave cans tell all my friends and family, like I'm going I'm moving to Melbourne, like you know what I mean? This yeah, suit and then claiming. six months later I'm coming back with my fucking tail between my legs. Oh. You know I mean? but it's like <laughs> that was the nightly. best thing in my life though. Like and yep. I when I drove home from that trip I was so depressed. I was like just was like I fucked you this feel up. feel like you
1: failed it at all.
0: Yeah and the editor's like you'll never work in this industry again. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like to me as a 19 year old kid that was the pits. Yeah and yeah, then definitely that was the moment that sparked what would actually become like the realization of the dream that i always wanted yep. and it was that failure so it's like and my parents didn't shelter me from that risk they weren't like look man don't go to melbourne you might get this or you might do that or this could happen and then like you should stay in cairns you should you've got a job now just keep your job and a lot of people do yeah. that shit man and it's well, like and yeah. if i got bummed and give up that's where the story stops
1: yeah definitely um I, yeah i couldn't agree more i was living in canberra when i was 19 And my dad, um, I was doing my carpentry apprenticeship and I got offered my first ever freestyle gig as a freestyle rider on the Gold Coast, movie world, doing the stunt show. Um, Very similar to your story. Um, So I went up there thinking, yeah, I'm going to live the freestyle life like I want to do it. Dad, I've just got offered to do a full freestyle freestyle motocross show um, performing five days a week, two shows a day for a full-time job for the year um, with the Showtime FMX team on the Gold Coast. Can't beat it. That's my dream. That's the dream, yeah. It's what I've dreamed for my whole life. Um, and then I said to him, I'm going to leave my apprenticeship. I'm going to go do this. He said, you're not leaving Canberra. You're not going anywhere until you finish your apprenticeship. Like you're not doing anything. You need your apprenticeship to back onto. And this is what I was saying with, um, the parents thing. Like your parents want you to do well. And in society, it's grow up, go to uni, get a degree, whatever it is. um, I'm not recommending kids to if they think they're going to have a chance of being a pro basketball player, quit your apprenticeship yeah. and go try to be a pro basketball player. It's a bit of a different situation. But, um, yeah, I just had a dream of um, being a freestyle rider. I knew I could always do it, and that's what I wanted to do. He said, you're not leaving. I said, Dad, I love you, whatever, but I'm going to go do this. I really want to do it. And I did it. He, he said, no, I don't want you to do it. But I just pretty much went my own way, did it, did the show there for four months, was killing it, awesome, Gold Coast life, you get breath tested there every day, and um, I come into work, and I blew over in the breath test, I had a bit of alcohol in my system, got fired from there, never do a freestyle motocross show again for the company, like that, I got the worst, um, I thought my, right there, and then in that moment, I thought my freestyle career had ended, I thought I'd, it was a failure as a freestyle rider. Um, And then I, I thought, man, how am I going to go back home and as nothing? Yeah, yeah. And then I've quit my apprenticeship. I've just done, and now I've got nothing. as a freestyle rider, and then I thought to myself, and I regrouped, and I just thought, nah, like I've got this. I've dreamed of this my whole life. This is what I want to do. And, this, and I'm going to make it happen. So I got a job installing solar panels, stayed on the, living on the Gold Coast, rode every day, worked my butt off, did a full-time job doing solar panels for a year and a half. Um, and then I got some shows within that year and a half here and there with um, going back onto the Showtime team just randomly. Um, some shows here and there. And then um, I got the call-up from Nitro Circus. S- we seen you ride and we want you to come do, sh- do a show. Um got to do my first show for them and then they love me and then I've been full time with them ever since. But um what you were saying with that moment where you're like crap, like I think I'm, I'm just done. It. Yeah, I fully I was nineteen as well at the time and I fully thought I'd fucked it, left from home, um, and I was just like I didn't have like any really any I had a couple of friends up here, um, but I, I didn't have a great deal of like friends my age that I could really Yeah, I only had a couple of close mates, and and it was a rough time.
0: It's hard to find people that are going through, like, that can relate to what you're going through.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know what I mean? And I always had, I always struggle with that. Like, my mates are all, they're just like sort of, they're all like nine to five dudes, and it's not until you can be in the industry for a while... And you start like, that's why I think you're saying like you party with the dudes you work with because they're yeah. the people you can relate to yeah, exactly. and they're the ones that actually have advice for you. Like Travis has got a wealth of knowledge and advice for you and shit like that. Wait, Matty, do you reckon you could ask Steve if you could hold off for like 10 minutes? Mac. <laughs> what's your, what's your relationship with fear like?
1: Um, yeah, me and that guy go way back. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that fear sucks I go through stages where I'm really scared and then when I'm not really scared um sometimes I get on my bike and I don't get scared one bit I'm trying the scariest tricks I've done on a dirt bike and I'm getting over cocky and all it takes is one little injury and then it's back so sometimes you have to be really strict on yourself to make yourself scared because we do the same tricks um so often and it can get the best of you, and then you have one really bad crash, and then you're, like, scared as hell again for the next year. Um, so, there is, very, like, up and down. Um, I, get, I look at ramps, and I go, how the hell are you supposed to hit that ramp to that steep, travel that distance, and then go up in there, do a double backflip, land on that landing... And I look at it and I do my head in and I'm like, You're done. Walk away. Yeah. Stop thinking about it. And then um the next my next thought is um like I just am not allowed to think about it until I put my helmet on. And then I put my helmet on and then sometimes I'm like, I don't wanna do this, I'm not gonna do this. This is way too gnarly and then I think and then my next thought is I'm like, Well, do you wanna go and sit on a job site all day and work like have a normal job and not wait like not live the cool life that you get to do and travel the world and Ride dirt bikes and have to sleep with lots of girls all the time. (laughs) No, I don't do that. I'm a saint. I just just play it out to be like that because I think it's cool in front of me mates. But then when I get with chicks, I'm like, no, babe, no, I promise I'm not. I'm not like that. I'm not like the rest. I promise. I play those cards all the time.
0: (laughs) Never works. Just a game of chess, isn't it? Never works. They all hate me. Well, you know, it's just like I was reading some stats the other day that Oh, I can't remember the exact stats, I'll butcher them. But basically, like, women are the ones that choose. Yeah. Like, they're fully in control. Oh, and it's, yeah. like, statistically, it's, so like... They're that, yeah, way more
1: just, sluts than we are.
0: No, nah, not in that sense. The fact that they get to choose who they... Like, we don't just walk into a bar and be like, you. oh, that's the girl I want. But that's exactly what girls do. Like, yeah. all these guys will come up to them, like, 20 dudes, like, hey, uh, what's up? And they're uh, like, nah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> nah. Nah, next, next, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So it's like we just don't have any choice. So we're just doomed to play games. Sucks, game. eh? It's just I don't know. It's how it works. It's how it's what's got us all this shit.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Back to, back
0: to back to fear.
1: Need to figure out some game <laughs> tactics. <laughs> Part of that, need to fool them somehow. But um. I
0: struggle with like even surfing. Yesterday was a good example for me. Like I went out. It's on my backhand at Kira. Super fast compared. Like if if I was frontside. It'd be a totally different ball game. But all it is is my back to the wave instead of my chest.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: then, like, I was just not going on waves at, like, skill level, like, I can do that.
1: Snow.
0: And then in my head, but it just wasn't letting me go. And I fucking left so pissed off at myself. 'Cause I, I was in it I wasn't in a fight with waves, I was in a fight with fear in my own head. Yeah,
1: it's gnarly. And it's not, Surfing's really hard.
0: But it, it's not like and like I said, if but it's with you, like you're you can do a backflip, you can do a like you can ride a motorcycle. It's not the skill and like you showed, like physically you could do the front flip rock solid. So like I guess we should explain to people too, like that don't know freestyle. So you go up the ramp, you do a front flip, you do you grab the seat, the back of the seat with both of your hands Then you let go and then you grab it again and then your bike keeps flipping and then you land.
1: Yeah, climb back to the
0: handlebars. So that's that's that. So like Mm. physically you could do it. It was possible physically, but the barrier was like commitment and that battle yeah. that you have with fear so it's like and that's like on a way fucking smaller scale that's like what i was dealing with yesterday like i've surfed all these waves i know that i can but yeah in, a, in my head it's amounting up to like i haven't surfed in a while it's like my backhand i'm tired yeah I'm, and that, you know what i mean they're all the
1: things that go through your head at times and sometimes you are lacking a lot of motivation and ad- adrenaline or whatever it is and sometimes you're the show's there and there's the moment and you have to do it and you have to be in the mood and um it's pretty gnarly but um fear comes i think just coming down to straight fear when you're trying something for the first time as i said i look at it and go man how you supposed to jump from there to there don't think about it when i put on my helmet um do i want to as i said work every day back to that story um all these things go through my head and I just click my bike into gear and start riding at the ramp and and laugh at myself and say, have fun, mate. (laughs) And then, like, that's one voice. I'm like, like, literally, I just click it into gear and say, oh, it's like you're being a pussy, suck, like, shut up, like, whatever. One voice will say, suck shit, you're going, like, or whatever. I just write myself off. Like, stop being such a little bitch and then click my bike into gear and just ride at the thing and just do what I know how to do and hope it works
0: and so like i guess for the people that are just in everyday life like it's hard to um it's i guess maybe people would be like whatever harry bink you're a fucking freestyle rider you're one of the best in the world you get paid to do like this we're on a different level but like for people just to put it into play in their normal life it's like you can just do those little victories because it's like there's the two voices in your head right there's the you're gonna get hurt little bitch or the fuck this is gonna be rad yeah and yeah. then it's like basically you, it's just this wrestle and like for me it sounds like you live your life by the fuck this is gonna be rad and you squash that the negative voice so it's like yeah. you're running more listening to that positivity whereas people that say like i can't do this i can't do that i can't yeah. they struggle to wake up hit snooze all that and we all everyone does it yeah. but it's like a guy like you that it's just you've gotten used to living your life in that positive voice as opposed to listening to the negative voice
1: yeah and it's built as i said it's building that relationship with yourself so you know like if you think if you think you can't or if you think you can you're right they usually say yeah true um yeah it just comes down to that and and um build all the yeses up in your head because if you can crank out it like if you can just say yes to everything it actually just it just it's just programmed in your head and it becomes easy. You just do it with, it actually happens without even trying. Now when my alarm goes off, I've I've woken up that sore, I can barely move, my back's tight as hell and I think, man, I'm not even going to be able to show up to training. I have blisters all under my toes, they ache, I can barely walk but then I just, like, but then my next thought is I don't even question, like there's those thoughts and then I just keep walking out the door yeah. and just show up and then do, do what you know how to do and then, the next morning you wake up and you just all all of a sudden before you know it you're bouncing out of bed.
0: Becomes like a reflex.
1: That's like my ritual from uh, Monday to Friday. By Friday I'm bouncing out of bed, but then I get on a meme bender till Monday, and then Monday's back to the mind games, and then <laughs> yeah. and then Friday I'm killing it again.
0: Back to the wrestle.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, it's but then after you do it enough times, you get to the Monday and you're like, I've heard all these thoughts a thousand times, and they don't even.
0: Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cool, like, I think, you know, for people listening to the podcast that aren't, um, like, a freestyle fan or whatever, because we sort of do it. It's not like we're talking to one specific person or sport or whatever. But it's like, if you can't relate to freestyle or you're not fucking interested in freestyle, (laughs) doesn't matter take away from the from this that yeah. the yeses build up in your head and you don't have to be backflipping a bike to be winning that it's, battle with yeah, yourself it's, it's like making your bed doing you know and it's all i fucking struggle with that Well, i have for a long time struggled with ah I'll just do it late i'll do it late because it's not the stuff i'd rather be i'd rather be doing other shit i'd rather be surfing or playing golf or like yeah, yeah, definitely. and then you but it's i've started to really learn that it's making the beds important.
1: Yeah, yeah, that actually, and taking it, yeah. the
0: rubbish out is important. It's like, it, because as it's, soon as
1: it, you see it, you just do it. If, if yeah. I see something, I just do it. Um, I don't think I've forgotten to make my bed um, in over like two years. I don't reckon. I every, oh, oh, sorry. I spend a lot of time in hotel rooms. Whenever I'm in a hotel room, I'll never make my bed. Yeah. But at my house, I, every day I wake up in my house, I'll make my bed no matter what, every morning. Like, even if I just wake up and I'm just going to ghost Run to the shops or go pick stuff. Oh, like whatever I'm doing, I'll just I just make my bed by habit.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's like I mean I don't I don't <laughs> do that, but I I know like I, like I said I'm still in that trying to really do it because it re- it's it's more about what it, it represents. That's the yeses it, come to. Yeah, it represents a, yeah. a you're saying yes to every sort of thing as opposed to the yeah. ah, fuck because. At the day, it doesn't fucking matter. if yeah, you're it does It doesn't matter at all. And but then it's, it's like, that's not what it's why about. am I
1: doing this? Why am I doing all these yeses? Why am I working so hard? And that's why I get fucked up every weekend <laughs> yeah. because I do yeses a week, and then you have to reward yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right, mate. <laughs> well, I think we've been going like an hour and a half. Have you got any thank yous? Have you got any things you're doing coming up? Have you got any like what do you what do you want to fucking check um, out?
1: We got the Nitro Circus tour coming up, next level tour. It's um the first two, the first shows in March in
0: Canberra, um, hometown th- derby.
1: Yeah, so all these new big ramps that we were just talking about, all the Travis Australia progression ramps, um, they are bringing all these ramps from Nitro World Games into the show, and they're gonna have it at every single show for the next level tour here in Australia and in America.
0: So um, when's that start?
1: Uh, that starts in March. Okay, cool. 10th of March is the first show in Canberra, my hometown. Yep. And um, yeah, it's basically going to be bullshit. Um, everyone, like the, there's going to be a lot of double backflips as well as the big front flip ramp, all progression tricks. I'm not going to give the show away too much, but basically the ramps are going to be twice the size. We're going to be going twice the height. And I am scared as fuck going into it.
0: (laughs) What else we got going on?
1: Um, So we got the nitro stuff. X Games is coming to Sydney this year, late this year, coming to Australia first time X Games has ever came to into into Australia. So that's a pretty exciting thing. And then. yeah, I'll just be cranking away on my Instagram story.
0: How do how do people get onto you?
1: Um Harry Bink is my name. H A R Y B I N K. Oh yeah. And if you at an at in front of that, you got the Instagram. That's
0: how you find him.
1: That's how you get him. Just straight into the DMs.
0: Slide in, guys. <laughs> girls, he needs help. We gotta fix her upper girls. We gotta fix her upper project. Some of you crazy bitches love that shit. <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate you riding the old cafe racer in, being a yes man, saying yes to the potty. Yeah, good Um, times. Fucking keen for people to hear it and see it.
1: Yeah, good times. Sick, mate. Let's go have some beers. (laughs) Ew.